Hello and welcome to episode nine of Stay at Homer, uh, the podcast where two British men in coronavirus lockdown uh, rewatch every episode of The Simpsons. Uh, I'm Andrew Lowe. I'm an ex-journalist and a current author and editor. Yeah, I'm Tim Tucker, also an ex-journalist, current author, digital marketer. Is this episode nine? I'm just, yes. Again, I'm starting to. It's definitely episode nine, isn't it? It is. Yeah, um, I am starting to sort of lose grip on reality a little bit now, I think. I'm, I'm well down that road, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Reality is a distant concept. I do, I, do you remember wearing clothes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember when you sort of used to go, oh, I wonder, put those jeans on, or maybe that that top, or... That's right. Do you remember that? Those, yeah. Yeah. And you As opposed to, to going... Uh, tracky bottoms, mm. t-shirt, hoodie, <laughs> <laughs> sorted. Do you remember, In a way, it's quite liberating. Do you remember going out for a reason other than to get food? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I remember that. Where you just go, fuck it, I'm going out. <laughs> and, you know, it didn't matter. It was fine. So yeah. we're, we're in, I don't know where we are at the moment. We're basically in this kind of, um, you know, this lockdown limbo. Just hope, waiting to just green shoots. I think looking around in terms of um, everyone seems to be behaving and um, relatively uh, the old curves. We're looking at the flattening of curves. We're looking at all the stats, as grim as they might be. Um, right. You know, we're just basically looking for slowing down of cases and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's a strange feeling living living through history. But of course, here in the UK, it's the beginning of Easter, which is something um, normally people would flock to the beaches on a hot, sunny Easter weekend, wouldn't they? So there's quite a lot of tension mm. in the press about don't do it, <laughs> don't be. Tempted. Yeah, and there is this thing like I was saying about the you know, in wartime, you had to you might be evacuated and you had to you you had to go down to an air raid shelter and yeah. worry that you might die every night. But um, yeah, all you've really got to do here is just yeah. be a sort of bit of a slob That's for right. a few weeks, and then you know, just sort of you'll get your opportunities to go to the beach and yeah. whatever in a few weeks' time. So, but I think generally everyone's mainly behaving, yeah, aren't they? I think so. Um, you know, hopefully uh, that kind of um, compliance <laughs> will lead to a better result in the long run. Um, but meanwhile, we hmm. are spending our time wisely by rewatching The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, in order, and we've got to episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, interestingly, there's a there's a new um, Maggie special live today yeah. going to Disney Plus. We're not going to cover that in the normal run of things because we're going to stick to our format. But uh, going to dip into that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in six hundred and sixty some whatever episodes time. Yes. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for the next two years. <laughs> and we'll reach a new episode that came out today. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, we'll we'll continue to sort of riff on the uh, the perplexities of coronavirus lockdown, but um, using the framework, <laughs> framework of The Simpsons episode by episode. Um, yeah. And this because I I've think what, say, what people I think what people need to sorry to interrupt at the moment is uh, just generally people talking about the coronavirus. Yeah, 
need more of that. Yeah. I think I think that's what they're looking for in this podcast. <laughs> no, I think we'll. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you're right. I think it, we, you know, we're going to try and sort of put a bit of context in, but focus on mm. focus on the Simpsons because we just everyone needs distraction at the mm. moment. That's right. Yeah, and the Simpsons is a glorious distraction. Um, mm. Especially going back to the early '90s, um, mm. which is also a kind of nostalgia, which is when these episodes used to run. Um, uh, I think we stopped dating them, but we must be around sort of February, March, early 1990, right, with this episode. This is March the 18th, 1990, I'll have you know. Thank you. You've done your research there. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's episode nine of The Simpsons. Should we go into it? Go. Um, life in the Fast Lane. Um, On the Fast Lane. Sorry. It's John Svolsvold again, isn't it? He's he's the man so far. He's a great writer. Um, and... It's okay. Preempting my rating later, this is um, one of my all-time favourite episodes, actually, mm. um, and it didn't disappoint um, seeing it again. But let's go through it and um, and see what we make of it. So, it starts with Bart and Lisa making birthday stuff for Marge. Marge is now we we know her, her age now. She's thirty-four years old, and she's it's her birthday. Um, yep. And they're doing some nice things, baking and stuff. Um, but of course. The, the sort of uh, inciting incident of the whole episode is is her turning uh, is, is Homer's realization that he's forgotten her birthday, isn't it? Yeah, and so he has to under pretense that he's going to go out for a, a morning stroll, which I can't <laughs> imagine he's ever done. Um, he just kind of rushes outside. You hear the car screech away, yeah. and he's at the and he's at the shopping mall, sort of panic, try panic buying the present. Yeah, <laughs> and we see him seeing some nice things that he could buy, but he ends up um, loitering around the bowling um, accessories, yep. um, buying a gift. Um, we we cut to dinner at the Singing Sirloin, um, and the family start to present um, their presents to Marge, and yeah, the clangor comes when Homer presents a bowling ball um, with Homer written on it, telling me. <laughs> yeah, and... You have to wonder what at what at what point Homer might have thought that's a good idea, really. <laughs> that that's gonna that is gonna that might go down well. Yeah, it's it's so it's so boneheaded of him, isn't it? And uh, selfish and all the yeah. things that we know about Homer. Yeah, getting the engraving is definitely yeah. the um, the engraving of his name on it is definitely the, the you know the perfect touch. Um, <laughs> but you know she she's obviously spots this straight away, and she vows to use the ball herself and and goes off to Barney's Bolderama. Um, Mm. where she meets Jacques, the wonderful character, Jacques. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic character. I love I love the way I love the way she meets him. She she th- sort of throws her ball into his lane by mistake and says sorry and he says entirely my fault. <laughs> 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 Which it can't be of course. No. no. <laughs> um and you know he's a great character because he's he's obviously, you know, he's got that French Gallic charm but but just on the borderline of sleazy, obviously, but um, you know, with a, a romantic intensity so far from Homer's natural sort of standpoint that um, you know he's so intense with every utterance and every glare um, yeah. that he starts to to sort of weave a bit of a spell over Marge, doesn't he? I mean, is he? He's obviously supposed to be French, isn't he? Or he's supposed to, you know, French yeah. heritage in some way, isn't he? Yeah. We don't really learn learn anything about that, but there's obviously yeah. the implication that. You know, there's a kind of um, 
um, a sort of Gallic intensity about him. Yes, that's, that's exactly what it's like, isn't it? And uh, he's just wonderfully realised, I think. I've always liked him as a character. He didn't, I don't think he ever returns. Does he maybe in the background now and then? But um, Well, I'll stop you there. He does return to him. Does he? Yeah. He, he appears uh, in, again, in the seventh season episode, Team Homer. Ah. Uh, and he makes a brief cameo as a bowler. Uh, in a sort of flashback sequence right. in another episode. And disturbingly, he also appears in the Do the Bartman music video. <laughs> He's sort of dancing with a, with a bunch of women. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. So I would rush off to YouTube immediately yes. and watch that video yeah. and see if you can spot Jack. Jack, just in case you've got nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the off chance that you're sitting around at home with nothing to do. Yeah. He... Um... I remember watching an early, um, uh, when I got the DVDs for The Simpsons and there was, you know, the extras or the, you know, the director voiceovers, there's quite a lot of um, the characterization of Jacques was, was improvised by Albert Brooks, who voices him. So yeah. there's quite a bit of improvisation in this and you can hear him corpse quite a lot in the, uh, in the outtakes, but he's just, he's just obviously enjoying sort of fully inhabiting this role. Yeah, this, um, this sort of Lothario sort yeah. of role, isn't it? Casanova, yeah. And um, so so we cut back to Homer taking care of the kids. And obviously Marge is, you know, he's, he's somewhat successful in, in wooing Marge, isn't he? Because she, she's definitely intrigued enough to want to go back to the bowling alley. I think it was going to be a one-off, wasn't it, just to show Homer. But, you know, mm. he he's definitely lured her back. And, he uh, you know, when she goes back next time, it turns out she, he's bought a glove for her. Um, you know, and he starts. You start to see lovely montages of him touching her hand every time they they go reach for the the bowling balls and stuff. Um, it's a proper um, ins- inspirational wooing on behalf of Jack, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, he doesn't mess about, does he? No. You know, he's. It's not really an easy does it approach. He has some great lines. I mean, I might be jumping ahead a bit, but there's one. There's one when he's driving her back, and and he says something like, "My mind says stop, but my heart and my hips cry proceed." <laughs> <laughs> and I love that his hips are, are yeah. saying it. But um, and also his explanation of brunch is fantastic. He goes into yeah. unnecessary detail about that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a good meal. It's not quite breakfast or whatever. It's not quite lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that also the idea that. Um, for for a blue collar gal like Marge, you know, brunch is quite a quite a high concept, quite a, quite, quite um, <laughs> yeah. an exquisite idea. Actually, that's a good point. I think I think he's he's definitely wooing her partly with this sort of sophistication, isn't he? Um, and and that's probably part of the gag because I get the feeling in America that bowling is a blue collar activity, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, but he's he's obviously been cast as the the, the polar opposite of Homer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like he's like the ultimate temptation for her in terms of she, you know, mm-hmm. the, just the absolute opposite of what she already has. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think it's a bit of a gag having somebody that sort of gallic and sophisticated at a bowling alley. Yeah, isn't it? a little bit like the character in The Big Lebowski. Sorry, a bit of a digression. Yeah. But um, John Turturro's character, uh, this sort of yeah, all those blue collar guys in The Big Lebowski, and then this John Turturro character. I can't remember his character, the character's name, but he's oh, like this God. kind of ridiculous, sort of pretentious, um, kind of bowling genius. Mm. Um, yeah. And just the idea of 
the sort of sheer idea of that in in something like as you say as blue collar as bowling is funny in itself so so marge is starting to feel guilty and, and you which is telling by her giving treats to the kids yeah <laughs> um you know, just piling the treats on every time there's a twinge of guilt. Mm. Um, and, of course, Lisa comes on to this. We, we already know that she's probably the smartest in the family. And she says, can't you see, Bart? This is overcompensation. You're in stage... I'm in stage three. I'm in fear. We were talking about this last episode, weren't we? Yeah. You're in stage two, denial, to which Bart replies, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, nice gag. Mm. So she's fully aware of what's going on, Lisa, isn't she? She can tell something's up with her mum. Oh, a lovely scene where Marge and Jack go on, a, on this brunch date and get spotted by Helen Lovejoy. The gossipy wife of the minister, she announces. Yeah, herself. great character. A wonderful character. Again, literally the person you would least want to sort of, you know, bump into. I, I love that the writers gave her the line, I'm the gossipy wife, because, yeah. uh, you know, that's uh, that's self-awareness. Yeah, and then they have this incredible... She has a kind of a fainting spell, doesn't she? Yes. And um, yeah. has this sort of dream fantasy sequence about... Which is beautifully rendered and it's great, yeah. Directed and covered, and um, this is another one where you start to see the the sophistication of the show and the way that it has the boldness and the the creativity, you know, to have yeah. throwaway essentially throwaway moments like this, but you know, rendered with just as much care and attention as the rest of the show. Definitely, it's got and it's got all the bowling motifs in it. There's a few of those, like when he in the car you see the moon as a bowling ball in the background, and in this dream sequence, there's lots of you know, the fireplace has pinned bowling pins and they're dancing on a, a bowling alley floor mm. and stuff. Um, introduced by a great line of uh, Jack's, by the way, when, when she laughs and he says, your laughter is like music to my ears, but if you laugh at what I say next, I will die. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that kind of intensity that uh, yes. I think um, win, wins you over. And what's great about this, this whole concept is that Marge, well, it's basically how it turns out, isn't it? Marge realises... The kind of the qualities in what she already has, yeah. Compared to the, you know, the short, short, potentially short-term thrill of what she could have with Jack, and yeah. After the dream sequence, we we get back to Homer feeling sad, and he's missing Marge because she's off down the bowling alley, you know, which is a massive reversal of uh, of roles, isn't it? Uh, presumably that would have been Homer normally, um, and he finds the glove. So there's the this is this is very. Um, <laughs> Dare I, dare I bring in high culture, but this is exactly how Othello is tempted. It is, yeah. Jealousy. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I thought that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't mean Tim. So, Tim and I don't just watch The Simpsons. You know, we, no. we do have a quite broad cultural diet. We're, we're omnivorous. <laughs> yes. And we are, we are aware of Shakespeare. Well, I, did, I did Othello. Yeah, I did Othello for O-level o and A-level back in the day, so I know it particularly well. But I, I wonder if the writers were aware of that. I think so. I would say so, yeah. Mm. By this point, Lisa is the only self-aware one. She's miring herself in stage five, self-pity, <laughs> as they as the family's starting to crumble around the fact that Marge is, is absent. Um, Homer does a lovely touch here where he tells Marge he loves her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because she's the only one who gets it perfect, which is... Um, you know, something perhaps he doesn't do enough of, show his appreciation for his wife. And uh, I think as a telling telling note in the in the episode where she starts to realise what she's got with Homer already is, is worth so much more, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it turns on that. We, we cut to Jacques um, with his lovely line, you know, better than the deed, better than the memory, anticipation. Um, he's slapping on the uh, aftershave. Yeah. Um, and he's looking forward to quite, um, quite the night with Marge, isn't he? He's definitely got a lot on his mind there. 
in terms of intent. Quite an existential point, isn't it, really? We, we, yeah. we mentioned the pleasure <laughs> principle briefly. You know, we've mentioned Shakespeare, mm. so fuck it, we might as well talk about jouissance and the pleasure principle. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah, that's a sophisticated, sophisticated self-awareness yeah. from Jacques there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because the whole, the whole idea of, um, you know, pleasure and hedonism, and mm. the sort of can you have too much of a good thing, um, he's clearly yeah. quite aware of that and um, yeah. is, is a big, is just loving the anticipation and the, and the build-up, the thrill of the chase. Absolutely. <laughs> that, in yeah. fact, the whole episode's been that for him, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. he quickly went into fifth gear in terms of uh, of wooing Marge. Didn't yeah. So yeah, great, great from that point of view. But um, we cut to Homer at work with Lenny. First appearance of Lenny. I love Lenny. He is a brilliant um, character. Yeah. This, this, this is one of the big pleasures for me with The Simpsons. Just the the quality of the the minor characters. You know, the the quality of the I can't, it's very hard to think of a character, even the most minor possible character, who who isn't satisfying in yeah, some way. Yeah, exactly. There's no such thing, really, as a, a throwaway character in The Simpsons. Absolutely, and he's he's going to, again, he's going to have his moments, isn't he, um, in future episodes. But this is his Apparently his name is Lenny Leonard. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> he's not with Carl yet, is he? Because Carl is his constant um, sort of companion. Carl's his sidekick, isn't, it? isn't he? Carl and Lenny are the two yeah. sort of key, you know, co-worker, yeah. co-workers who they sort of act as a kind of, a, again, more, more of the high culture reference. <laughs> they sort of act as a bit of a Greek chorus, don't they, sometimes yes. in the kind of... Um, to the to the kind yeah. of uh, action inside the power plant, you know, they seem to comment on things. Yeah, they're a, a Sophoclean um, uh, <laughs> edge to the drama. Right. Yeah. We, <laughs> Have I gone too far? We loosen them, Tim. <laughs> All right, let's let's stop there. But um, so Marge is on her way to Jack to a des- to a destiny that seems to be an affair, doesn't it? A sexual affair, because he's definitely getting ready for that. And she literally reaches a crossroads where she could go on to to meet Jack or she could turn towards the power plant. You know, the signposts are there for her. Um, yeah. And we soon realise she's chosen the power plant. Um, and, uh, yeah, she arrives um, to uh, to pick up Marge um, and carry her into his car. What What is the movie reference here, Andy? An officer and a gentleman. Of course. Um, Which is the with final the scene with Richard yeah. Gere, yeah. And is it Deborah Wingo, I think? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he... Similar, um, yeah. She she takes his his uh, safety helmet and puts it on his head, just like in the in the movie. Um, and I think this is the best the best final line, um, one of the greatest final episode episode lines in this in the whole series, the whole show, really. Where he yeah. says, "I'm going to the back seat of my car with the woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes," <laughs> <laughs> which is just wonderful. There's, there's yeah. about three layers of funniness in there. There is, and uh, meanwhile, the the uh, the workers are, are applauding them, not uh, oblivious to the fact that the um <laughs> the nuclear energy is going to danger. <laughs> that that's a constant um yeah. thing about the the nuclear power plant. It's always teaching <laughs> on the edge of catastrophe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy the that the sort of. Do we get any burn um, smithers in this? Don't think we do. I don't actually. think we do, do we? No, no. So oh, a wonderful, wonderful episode. Definitely my favourite so far, I'd say. Um, all in all, I, I just love the, the. It's a wacky idea, really. It's a crazy idea having a, you know, a Gallic mm. 
a Casanova um, wooing Marge in a bowling alley and how we got there and everything. It's pure Simpsons. So I'm going to give this an unprecedented nine. Um, it's in my top ten of all time episodes of The Simpsons, I think. What about you, Andy? Yeah, uh, I really like it as well. I'm, I'm going to go with 8.5 because I want to save a bit of powder, keep a bit of powder dry because I know there's some... I'm not, yeah. I don't think it would make my top 10, but I think it's close. But there are, there are episodes later that, you know, I would happily take to a desert island mm. and just sort of, um, I could rewatch some. I'm thinking off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Dufflas. Dufflas, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of... Is um, potentially? Yeah, um, Mr. Plough. Mr. Plough. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are some absolute sort of corkers to come. <laughs> And this is good as it as good as it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still yeah, it's still sort of a single story, really, really well told. Yeah. But um it's yeah. not not as layered as as this, as the show would would become later. Very true. I think I've got a soft spot for it. And I, I still I don't know if you do this, Andy, it's time to admit that I I will quite often throw Simpsons lines out at people whether they're aware of them or not yeah and my son started to spot them now um and i have at least two from this episode that i occasionally trot out (laughs) go on what are they so uh um yeah that's a good question uh i think the um the anticipation one comes up every now and then um from this episode um i occasionally bring bring that up with my son He, he finds that funny um oh and entirely my fault that one i use quite a lot if, if something happens that I have no hand in, that I want to <laughs> want to appease myself with somebody, I'll say it's entirely my fault. Uh, people don't usually get it, but you know that's. Uh... Mm. <laughs> um, I noticed a few. I hadn't realised from previous episodes, by the way. We we often start um, a meal if somebody uh, with with um, rubber dub dub thanks for the grub, which, oh, wow. um, which was in an episode we've already covered mm. um, when they ask Bart to do to do Grace. <laughs> That's his. That's his version of grace. So yeah, I hadn't realised quite how much lines from The Simpsons had seeped into my everyday language, along with Shakespeare and Sophocles, of course. <laughs> depending on depending yeah, on your com- on the company. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that that was an absolute joy. Oh, we've got four to go, haven't we? We got we got four episodes to go in series yeah. one. Um, uh, we've got a great one next, and which is Homer's Night Out, which oh, is yeah. a great episode. Yeah. They're really hitting a stride now, aren't they, in season one already? Yeah. You know, there's a good run of great It's strange because in my mind, I just, I still have a vague sense that season one was a little bit sort of pedestrian. Yeah. Compared to what comes later, but it's much better than I remembered. Um, Me too. Um, I think the general Simpsons law, law spelled L-O-R-E, is that is that seasons one to eight... Sorry, one to ten are a golden era Simpsons. Some people have shortened that to seasons two to eight, I think. Um, we're far too early in the process of re- reassessment to decide which is the best season. I think um, we'll take a call on that in two years' time when we reach six hundred and thirty-seven episodes. But um, <laughs> well, what we could do is when, yeah. when we've when we've gone through um, the, the next four episodes, we could both choose our favourite of each season, couldn't we? As we as we tick off the seasons, let's do that. We could, yeah. we could sort of force ourselves to, mm. you know, best episode. Choose yeah. choose the Desert Island episode sort of thing of each season. Yeah. Um, and then when we've finished all of this, we, we'll have 
<laughs> like, I'll have thir- 34 or whatever, 33 <laughs> quality episodes, the best episodes. Yeah, and that will be a, a great um, contribution to society. That, yeah, that act, along with the sort of vaccine to coronavirus. And... <laughs> that's, all, that's all we can yeah. do, you know. Great. So, well, this has been a joy. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one like you. It's been, fa- it's been fantastic to, to look over the great, great Yeah, episodes. so it's Good Friday. Uh, yeah. And if you listen to this at the time, uh, it's Good Friday and have a good weekend. Yeah. Don't go out. No. But, you know. Stay in and watch The Simpsons. Watch The Simpsons, yeah. Have a, a walk around the kitchen or something. Um, <laughs> repeatedly go up and down, up and down the stairs. <laughs> just make the best of it (laughs) yeah and see you next time see you next time